Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, He Cares for Me.
1869 at Medford, Massachusetts, a French scientist was experimenting with silkworms. To carry out his research, he brought from Europe an interesting brown moth, otherwise unknown in this country called the gypsy moth. As he sat before the open window with the box on the windowsill, the wind blew the box with the eggs of the gypsy moth out of the window. They were scattered all over the ground. He notified the Massachusetts officials of the incident and told them that he had been unable to recover all the eggs. After about 15 years, people in the vicinity of Boston began to notice enormous caterpillars. In a year or two, they were swarmed by the billions, and we quote from a report of that time, villages were overrun, sidewalks were slippery with their crushed bodies, they crawled into houses, they caused millions of dollars in loss and required more millions to fight them. So it is with sin. It starts small and unnoticed. People refuse to pay any attention to it. Some even think it is attractive or at least something to joke about. But years later, when sin comes back with its curse, a single transgression, which seemed insignificant, is multiplied beyond counting until it ruins your life and soul. You need divine help. and is offered to you by the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins. No matter how great they may be, He has only the answer to sin. He takes it completely away. You cannot clean up your life. You cannot break the old sinful habits in your own strength. But you can take them to the cross where He takes sin away. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings for us his beautiful song entitled, Because He Lives. Son. They call him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy. I'll cross that river 
made life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Jeremy Hetrick plays for us in the trumpet this lovely song, You're Worthy of My Praise.
many years ago in Minneapolis. The Tribune newspaper was published in what was considered to be one of the finest buildings in the Northwest at that time. But in its planning, the architects made one mistake. The stairway went around the elevator shaft so that the elevator and the stairway were located in the same part of the building. One day, a fire broke out. And because of the location of these two means of escape, every hope of getting out of the building was soon cut off. A courageous elevator boy continued to operate his elevator and bring people out through the flames until almost everyone was saved. But upon the sixth floor, there was an Associated Press telegrapher with a flair for the dramatic, and he refused to leave. He remained at his station and continued to send out messages about the fire. The fire has now reached the second story, he wired. I'm on the sixth. A little later, the fire has now reached the third floor, and so on until the fire reached the sixth floor. At last, he decided it was time to leave, but there was no way out. The only hope was a heavy cable that passed from the roof of the Tribune building to another roof across the alley. Below, it was a chasm six stories deep, and the telegrapher started his journey across hand over hand on the cable. Below, the crowd watched in terrified silence. Halfway across, he paused. One hand was off the cable, and he seemed to be faltering. Then suddenly, the other hand slipped, and he crashed down to his death. How unnecessary was his death. How foolish of him to wait so long. But was he any more foolish than the vast multitudes today who wait in terrible danger until they've lost their souls? The Lord Jesus Christ is calling whosoever will to come unto him and be saved, and yet many saved, there is still time. I will do it later. It is foolish to put off salvation one minute more. Please do it now. Listen to the words of this song as John and Penny Harris, Cheryl Howman, and Larry Grable sing Boundless Love. Sister, friend, or brother Loves the way that Jesus can He proved his love for me When he died on Calvary He gave his life for fallen men His love, his love is a boundless love And it reaches down and touches me touches me his love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. Jesus wants to love you. There is none above you. You are precious in His sight. He will never fail you when the doubts assail you. He'll be with you day and night. a boundless love and it reaches down and touches me touches me His love His love is an endless love that will 
last through all eternity. His love is a boundless love, and it reaches down and touches me, touches me. His love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. Love is a boundless love, and it reaches down and touches me, touches me. His love, His love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. His love, His love is a boundless love, and it reaches down and touches me, touches me. His love is an endless love that will last through all eternity. His love, His love, His love, His love, His love, His love is a boundless love. His boundless once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic for Bible study is the life of Christ, the seven sayings of the Lord Jesus Christ from the cross of Calvary. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. This morning we are going to continue our study in the life of Christ. We're going to begin studying the seven sayings of the Lord Jesus Christ from the cross of Calvary. But before we do, I need to comment and clarify and emphasize an essential fact. Last week we celebrated the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the other events leading up to his resurrection, such as his crucifixion. I'm sure you might have seen some sermon titles saying the seven last sayings of Christ. These seven sayings should not be viewed as the seven last sayings of Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because of His resurrection. The Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected. The resurrected Lord, after His resurrection, continued to teach. These are His last sayings leading up to His resurrection, or better yet, His seven sayings from the cross. But these are not his last words or the last things that he ever taught. The seven sayings from the cross of Calvary. One, Father, forgive them. Luke twenty three thirty four. Number two, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Luke twenty three forty three. Behold thy son. John nineteen twenty six and twenty seven. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew 27, verses 45 and verse 46. And some of these are found only in one particular gospel. Some are cross-referenced. We're not going to give you all the references, but we encourage you to be studying this and reading this together. I thirst, John 19, 28. It is finished, John 19, 31. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, and he gave up the ghost. Matthew 27, 50. Father, forgive them. We read Luke 23, 34. 
The very first saying of the Lord Jesus Christ, his first words from the cross was a prayer of forgiveness. A prayer for those who had an active part in his crucifixion. A prayer for the Jewish religious leaders, for the nation of Israel. A prayer for those who had rejected the light of the world and went down a path of hatred and darkness, demanding his death, demanding his crucifixion. Our prayer words might have been focused on ourselves or on the injustice of the trials, the Roman scourgings, and now this Roman crucifixion. Or maybe the prayer would be simply to say, why is this happening? However, the action, the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ was other-centered and not self-centered. Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. Look not every man his own things, but every man also in the things of others. Down to verse 8. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." Lord Jesus Christ's prayer of forgiveness was answered. As you read and study the words of Peter's second Pentecostal address, Acts chapter 3, verses 17 to verse 26. Acts, 7, Acts 3, 17 says, And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. Verse number 19. Repent ye therefore. And be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Second saying from the cross. Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Beginning here in Luke chapter 23, I'd like to read verses 39 to verse 43. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. And the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today, today shall thou be with me in paradise. There were two malefactors who were crucified with the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 27, verses 44, Mark 15, 32, and John 19, 32. This specific Greek verb, crucified with, only appears five times in the Greek New Testament. Three of the occurrences are references to the two malefactors, the two thieves who were crucified on the left and right hand side of Christ. They were crucified with Christ and as a result they, were, they died, they were physically dead. The other two occurrences, Romans 6, 6 and Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And when God, through Paul, used the verb crucified with, this is not a reference to physical death. Read the context of Romans 6, 6 and Galatians 2, 20. One of the thieves, one of the malefactors, was railing on the Christ. The other recognized was Christ was under the same condemnation, but he was being condemned unjustly. They were receiving the due rewards for their deeds. The one malefactor had the faith to say, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And the Lord said to him, Today 
I'm not just saying this today. That's not the interpretation. Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Paradise was not a reference to heaven, but to Abraham's bosom. John 19, 26 and 27. Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own house. Only the Gospel of John records this conversation between the Lord and his mother Mary and John, the apostle. Mary, the earthly mother, Lord Jesus Christ, was standing by the cross with other several other ladies and the apostle John. John was the only apostle of Christ who was specifically named as being at the cross of Calvary. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, Behold thy son, he was not trying to draw attention to himself, but to the Apostle John. Because he would then say to John, Behold thy mother. And from that point in time, John took care of Mary as he understood the words, Lord Jesus Christ. And this is an example of his love for Mary, another example of being other-centered and not self-centered. Lord willing, next week we're going to continue looking at the final sayings, the seven sayings of the Lord Jesus Christ from the cross of Calvary. So important to understand as believers. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? One of the last seven sayings was what? It is finished. Because he paid the sin penalty. The Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins. Won't you trust him and believe on him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late? Do not wait another second or a minute. You have now. Believe now, and thou shalt be saved. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my name.